Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. What's up, guys? Welcome to Food vs. America, Episode 5. I'm Joel, and I'm here with my co-host, Evelina. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to examine the food industry, how the food industry influences three different types of discourse on obesity. One of those being academic, which influences the medical field as well as researchers. Another one, another one is the popular discourse, which includes the general public's opinion on, on obesity. And lastly, we will examine how the food industry influences the political discourse on obesity crisis. So let's start off with explaining what discourse is. Discourse is all the acts of communication on a topic. I see discourse as a way to analyze text and the, that analysis frames our perception about different things. Discourse also shapes the way that we understand a topic because it is a way in which non-physical force is enacted in a society. So what I mean by that is whatever discourse is most dominant in society shapes the attitudes, attitudes and habits of the general public. In terms of the obesity crisis in the United States, the food industry holds all the power in regards to the discourse on, on this topic. So let's talk about the food industry for a second. These people admit that there's a problem, but they don't like to point fingers. They're all about working together to fight the crisis. Their excuse is that people consume too many calories and don't balance it with exercise. Overall, they deny all responsibility. For them, it's all individual responsibility, blame the willpower, and blame the individual's choices. Another thing that is pretty important to note is word choice. The food industry uses words such as balance, calories in, calories out, choices, and energy balance. And I think this is their technique to state that there are no good and bad, bad foods, which was uh, noted in our playbook that we read. And like you said, it's all about denying the responsibility for them. Let's move on to talk about how the food industry influences pop popular discourse. I think the industry convinces the people to believe that they are responsible for their own actions. In the beginning, when I first started to learn about the obesity crisis, I actually said that obesity was 50% responsible on the individual. Yeah, I actually thought that as well. Well, for me, it was 100% responsibility. So one example of what the general public thinks about obesity was, three, was seen through a video that a YouTuber has made. Nicole was saying how uncomfortable she felt when a fat person was sitting next to her in an airplane and how she sees fat people as having special rights in their society. For example, like the handicap spots. And she says that, oh, maybe skinny people should be... Um, the ones who use the handicap cap spots, um, obese people should just walk further. It's going to help them lose weight. And I think that this attitude was shaped by the food industry. The industry pretty much disputes scientific evidence and set up, sets up nonprofit organizations, which may seem real to the public since they're not educated enough to like know the difference between what's a good source, what's a bad source. But in reality, um, those organizations are sponsored by scientists who conduct research and come up with a given conclusion in order to benefit the industry. So there's pretty much like fake organizations that were sponsored by Coca-Cola and people were like, oh, obesity doesn't cause like high cholesterol or any other disease. But in fact, there's the academic discourse of it proves that it does cause all of those diseases. And just like we always talk about on Food versus America, you have to realize that like when you're consuming in a lot of calories, like, for example, you're eating McDonald's, like, sure, you can work out a lot and, like, lose those calories. But, like, realistically, to, to burn off one large fries, you have to, like, run for, like, two hours, which is ridiculous, you know? And that's just, like, one large fries. Like, imagine, like, a full meal, like a Big Mac, a Big Mac chicken nuggets, you know, the Coke. So, like, when people, when the scientists, quote-unquote scientists, say that it's all about energy balance in, balance out, 
it's unrealistic because the, the amount of work they have to put in to burn those calories is just unrealistic. And the way to lose weight, the way to be healthy is to have a good diet. So let's move on to academic discourse. Let's start off noting that the food environment is the word choice of the academic discourse. When you talk about academic discourse, you're talking about the most valid sources of information you could find. Academic discourse is what you learn in school. And like, okay, so academic discourse, basically, when you're in school, you learn about like what's real. So like, like we talked about the food industry and popular discourse. We talked about, well, we're going to talk about political discourse. This is what's the most genuine information that you can get from academic discourse. Because this is where you have studies backed up by other studies and other studies, like, on top of each other. Like, that are not sponsored by companies such as Coca-Cola or Pepsi. They're actual, like, research done by, like, Harvard Study, School of Medicine, Yale, things like that. Yeah, exactly. And, like, when you're talking about academic discourse... It's that's where you get the information like when you balance in balance out it's unrealistic because of the amount of work you have to put in to burn off all those calories. Like this is this is the most important one. This is where you get all your information, where you get the real information from. So in case someone, uh, any of our viewers don't know what the food environment is, um, academic discourse focuses mostly on the food environment and that means that our society has a toxic food environment which makes choosing healthy foods way too hard but we're surrounded by fast food places and social media has all of the food ads and advertisements which make choosing healthy options way too hard all right and last but not least here's how the food industry influences political discourse so a few years ago um there was going to be a tax on soda and what the soda companies did about that is that they put in money to build a bunch of fitness places to, to get rid of the soda tax and that's that's where the government succeeded with that they got a bunch of fitness places instead of and then they just didn't put the soda tax so then the soda companies basically don't didn't have to get taxed so the government pretty much wants to make new policies but they're unable to since um the food industry puts in so much money into like these fake organizations that they're pretty much like you they don't have a way around them they're not powerful enough because the general public still thinks that it is that the obesity crisis is uh, individual's responsibility. If we're going to compare this to the tobacco industry, it wasn't really regulated like a long time ago because nobody really knew the consequences of smoking. Like you didn't really have, like now you have to put a label on the box that says that this like smoking can kill you, it causes cancer, you know, and all this bad stuff that smoking can cause. And that was because there was a lot of studies that proved that smoking leads to these things. But when it comes to obesity and like the food industry. There's so many fake studies that say food, like unhealthy foods, isn't what leads to obesity. It's lack of exercise, which is true in one way. But when when you look at like the amount of calories in, and calories out, it's unreasonable to like work work out that much to get rid of all the calories that you consumed in a day. All right, guys. So that'll be a wrap for our Food versus America episode five.